Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today, we are going to uh, go through questions that were prompted by yesterday's video. We're going to answer some questions about over there. The first one is, it has to do with an analogy. The next one is, and I love the way it was phrased, what are the lessons learned so we can complete the mission next time? And the last one is, why can't they hold their own? Okay, so the one about the analogy was asking why I don't compare the withdrawal in Afghanistan to Vietnam. Uh, I don't think that's a, as good an analogy as a lot of people do. Um, I believe there are some people in the United States who are actively hoping for a Saigon moment because it's good for them politically. Even if that moment occurs, the lead-up to the two events is very, very different. I don't think it's a good analogy, really, um, other than the chaos that could occur on the ground. Okay? Aside from that, it's not really the same. Now, what are the lessons learned so we can complete the mission next time? We completed the mission. The United States completed the mission. The mission, upon entering Afghanistan, was to deny a territorial safe haven to an opposition group. That mission was accomplished in like the first 18 months. And then mission creep set in. People who wanted to stay there, people who were profiting from it, people who could uh, find some way to use that to their own benefit. They started tasking the military with more and more stuff. The next thing you know, we're there for 20 years. You want a lesson learned? Make sure that the goal is very well defined and that the military sticks to that goal. Generally speaking, when you're talking about people that are going into these countries, right, they're 18 to 24 years old and they're trained to do one job really well. 18 months later, some 20-year-old infantry guy is uh, suddenly having to deal with public affairs, civil affairs, facilitating trade, and engaging in missions that aren't theirs. An infantry person, what's their job? Take it and hold it. That's their job. And then they're being forced into other roles. That doesn't work very well. The U.S. military is not actually designed for nation building. It's not really good at it. It doesn't have a good success record. There are a lot of advisors who will say that we have need for something else. In fact, that's the best way I've heard it put. We need a department of war and a department of something else. The people to do the fighting and the people to do the building. You've heard me reference that idea with... Uh, the world's policeman and the world's EMT, right? It's the same premise. Um, but there's an advisor whose videos are on YouTube, and I cannot remember his name, who did a really good presentation explaining exactly why using the military for any function other than war generally leads to failure. That's kind of what happened here. The initial mission of denying that territorial safe haven that was accomplished very early on. And those who wanted to stay, well, they said, well, they could come back. 
Sure, they could. Uh, but at that moment, once they had generally fled, I'm sure there were remnants, but once they had generally fled and they had been disrupted, the United States was occupying an area of very little interest to the actual mission. Meaning it was using resources and getting bogged down with no real benefit. And then as mission creep set in, and it started changing to nation building and bringing democracy to Afghanistan. It didn't work out. It might have been better to have had less soldiers and more engineers and teachers. Now, the other question and the last one is why can't they hold their own? You know, they were trained for 20 years. The national government can't hold its own for a really simple reason. They were trained. It was a job. They were the military. They came in, they learned how to fight, and they were trained by the U.S. military to fight like the U.S. military. However, the U.S. military continued to do most of the heavy lifting, so they didn't get a lot of experience. So what you have now are people who are trained pretty well, to fight a conventional conflict that requires a lot of technology, which they no longer have, a lot of air support, which they no longer have, a lot of surveillance and intelligence, which they no longer have, up against a group of people who didn't have that kind of training regimen. It was baptism by fire. Somewhere in Afghanistan, there's no doubt in my mind, there is a 36-year-old commander who has been fighting since he was 16. 20-year veteran. You know, when you say that in the United States, what that means is they were in the military for 20 years. There, they were actively fighting for 20 years. The national government, the people that make up the military of the national government, understand that you cannot make a single mistake against somebody like that. They're outmatched. Um, it, it is incredibly unlikely that they'll be able to hold their own. And it has nothing to do with determination or their willingness to support democracy or wanting their country to be free or anything like that. They're outmatched. Um, I don't think that there should be any blame put on the, the national military there. Um, the U.S. did not do a good job readying them for a U.S. departure. The U.S. used them as support in their own efforts. The U.S. still did most of the heavy lifting. So they're not ready to take over. Um, you know, and then... Something that is underlying all of these questions is how can we fix it? I don't think there's any fixing this one. The milk is spilt. At this point, the only thing that could make things better for the people in Afghanistan is for a foreign nation, not the United States, any country other than the U.S., right, willing to step up and provide that token security force and back it up. Put that, that chip in the game. Aside from that, I don't think there is a solution. But if you want to file something away, 
next time there's a proposed intervention. Make sure that the goals are clear and publicly known and make sure that the U.S. sticks to them. That is the takeaway. You want to get further down the line? Sure. Maybe some of the U.S. military budget could be shifted to infrastructure development and the type of stuff that can be done to help a nation recover, but it's not being done by people in the same uniforms as those who may have helped cause the destruction. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.